From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Friday, January 7th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio's top attorney weighed in this afternoon on Ohio's role in a lawsuit meant to block President Joe Biden's vaccination mandate for most federal workers. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost, who is among more than 20 Republican attorneys general joining the case heard before the U.S. Supreme Court, warned the public not to be confused about what this lawsuit is about. This case is not about the wisdom of vaccines. This is a question about the law. Yost added he is vaccinated and boosted and encourages others to do the same. I encourage Ohioans who are not vaccinated to consider the vaccine. For most of us, it is going to be the right choice to make for your own safety, for your own health. But he says the White House should not be allowed to act in an emergency if it actively bypasses the policymaking role of Congress. The U.S. Supreme Court will issue its decision at a later date. The Ohio National Guard continues to help overwhelmed hospitals with their response to the surge in COVID-19 cases, but the 56% of Ohio Guard members who are vaccinated are the only ones eligible to assist. Yolanda Harris reports. Our state's top leaders are still sending the message that they want more Guard members to be protected. The vaccine is a part of medical readiness. I would never put a soldier or airman in harm's way without the best protection we could put on them. Body armor, helmets, I would never put them in arms. I'd be an irresponsible leader if I did that. And this medical readiness is the exact same thing. Well, the federal deadline for National Guard members to get the COVID vaccine is June 30th. But Major General Harris has moved up the deadline for Ohio Guard members to March 31st. I'm Yolanda Harris. A doctor is urging parents to keep their kids up to date on eligible boosters against the coronavirus. Emma Henderson has more. Unlike adults and older teens, kids ages 12 through 15 weren't eligible for boosters until a CDC recommendation Monday. So now University Hospitals is encouraging parents to reach out to their children's pediatrician and have them boosted. Dr. Robin Strosicker has seen the consequences of unvaccinated children getting severe cases of COVID. Seeing a child in an ICU with a vaccine-preventable illness is heartbreaking. We've got a large number of 12 to 15 year olds who got their vaccines more than six months ago. And so it's wonderful that we're going to be able to now get them boosters. In Northeast Ohio, Emma Henderson. Each Thursday, the Ohio Department of Health updates the COVID-19 case rates for each county. Angela Ann breaks down that data. The latest update released yesterday shows Erie County, which includes the city of Sandusky, is where the virus is most active right now, followed by four counties in Northeast Ohio, Cuyahoga, Summit, Lorraine, and Lake. Franklin County, which includes Columbus, comes in at number six. Holmes County is where caseloads are the lowest right now, followed by Van Wert, Meggs, Paulding, and Coshocton counties. Angela Ann, ONN News. In East Central Ohio, the six-story Masonic Temple in downtown Zanesville was destroyed in a fire that began late last night. Tino Ramos reports. Firefighters say they got the call just around 11 o'clock. When firefighters arrived here, a man was dangling out of the third-story window. They immediately put ladders up there. They rescued him. He was not injured. And they also rescued several cats. Right next door, the Muskingum County Jail, there were prisoners inside there. They had to evacuate this building here at the time when this fire was occurring because it was spreading so quickly. This fire was spreading so quickly, even to the point where the roof collapsed on this historic building, a building that's nearly 120 years old. Inside, artist studios, offices, and even organizations. In Zanesville, Tino Ramos. 
Police in Canton have released body camera footage showing an officer firing multiple rounds through a wooden privacy fence without warning at someone shooting gunfire into the air on the other side. Dave James has more. 46-year-old James Williams of Canton was shot in the chest minutes into the new year and pronounced dead at a nearby hospital. The video was released by the Canton Police Department. Marquetta Williams, James' wife, told the Canton repository her husband had been using her AR-15 rifle to fire celebratory rounds that she said were a New Year's tradition in their neighborhood. Canton Police Chief Jack Angelo has said the officer feared for his life. Dave James, I went in news. Now that snow has fallen across much of Ohio, road crews with the Ohio Department of Transportation face a new challenge in keeping Ohioans safe refreezing. Mackenzie Bart has more on their efforts. When temperatures drop below freezing, just one pound of salt will only melt about nine pounds of ice. And that's why ODOT has to get creative with their preparations. Materials really start losing effectiveness at pavement temperatures below 20 degrees. That's when salt becomes less effective. The salt brine that we make in our facilities, that's the salt and the water. Um, So we have to start adding things in. They are expecting to add in a mixture of beet juice on the roadway so that uh, they can prevent from any slick spots. I'm Mackenzie Bart. A southwest Ohio city is marking a big policy anniversary tomorrow. Steve Vaughn explains. 20 years ago, then-President George W. Bush visited Hamilton to sign the No Child Left Behind Act. Thank you for such a warm welcome. It's great to be in the home of the Big Blue. Hamilton High School. Bush was joined by the late Senator Ted Kennedy and local Congressman John Boehner, who later became the U.S. Speaker of the House. Bush was riding a wave of popularity four months after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. A statue depicting the event stands in front of the school today. Steve Vaughn, ONN. And Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day has announced another big shakeup on his coaching staff. Dave Holmes reports. He has decided to part ways with offensive line coach Greg Stadrawa. Stadrawa spent the past six years leading that position group here at Ohio State, joining the staff under Urban Meyer back in 2016. Coach Studd has had good success on that line, coaching a pair of Remington Trophy winners in Billy Price and Pat Elfline. But this year's offensive line struggled to get the running game going in the second half of the season. I'm Dave Holmes. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.